You know, getting a good shave can be a real pain in the ass. Searching through 50 different brands and models. Matching new blades, the old handles, right? It's, it's horrible. Join our society of smarter men now. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym to get high quality razors delivered to your door. Just a couple bucks a month. That's all it is. A couple bucks a month. Dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym. Join today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We are worldwide, we are nationwide on the Sideshow Network. The boys are in studio, they're at Talent Networking. Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cren. This is Jim Cren No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Brought to you by Star Chevrolet and Star Nissan in Greensburg. Show stars Terry Jones, John Evans, Mike Wysocki. We're at the Talent Network Studios. Corey Gale is on sound, our engineer, and Frank Mergia, our producer of social media. Uh, Josh Folio is uh, on set for his movie. Can't be here today. David Seto, our executive producer. And Wayne the intern. Nice hand for Wayne the intern. Yeah. Wayne the intern. How about that? Yeah. We have, <laughs> we have an intern, Wayne, who I God help him. The, the, you're going to learn from us, Wayne. This is You've chosen us. As your internship, we, wow. we are honored, right, guys? Yeah, huh? this, yeah. this wasn't uh, Make a Wish or uh, <laughs> this wasn't up from Craigslist. Or, yeah, this is, this is legit. Combined, it you is. wanted to do this. Combined, our college GPAs together is 2.0. If you add them yeah. all up, that's true. So just you know, you know the rules. Just cater to Mike Wysocki because he chooses your grade mm-hmm. at the end of this. Just so you know. Well, anyway, you can see I'm kind of a glow right now mm-hmm. because uh, now I'm an actor. I was yep. in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jim Crenn's the huh? man. I was in a movie. <clears throat> best supporting. Uh, best supporting. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, uh, Josh Folio is, is our producer of our show. He's a movie producer, and he is uh, doing a movie right now uh, with Chris Robert, and it's in Charleston, West Virginia. It's called Another You. Stars uh, ben, uh, Diego Benito and Casinha Solo. Uh, Diego Benito was in Rock of Ages with Tom Cruise and Paul Giamatti and Alec Baldwin. And uh, Casinha was in uh, Black Swan. She okay. played the Little Swan. Nice. So they're really established actors. And, mm-hmm. and there's a, the, the idiot, me. Okay, I got this. <laughs> Messing it up for everyone. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like a nice little part. It was really uh, an honor to be there. And, and Chris Robert wrote the film. He's the director. Incredibly talented, incredibly talented uh, young director. And uh, it's funny, uh, my first time on the set, man, it's, it's an interesting experience. It's a real team effort. Like these guys, you know, they, they all operate as a team. And it's almost like the director's like the head coach or something. You know, he's got to get the, everything coordinated. They got a million moving parts going on, you know, while you're, you're, you're filming this out of sequence in different fragments and the whole thing. And, and you're nervous as hell because you don't want to fuck up the picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, mm-hmm. you're, I was having those nightmares like, you know, Chris would be like, Jim, I spent all night re- writing you out. After <laughs> we watched your scene and we decided you got to go. <laughs> now, what was your role? What, uh, uh, what did you uh, portray? I was in the sex scene. Yeah, the big, the big ending, sex. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's actually. No, John's like, what? No, Jim balls deep. Balls deep. Uh, I was a professor, Professor Davis, because when you look at me, you guys 
think professor. Immediately. Oh, I do. I right? Immediately, yeah. Well, isn't it? John's always says I'm professor, an intellect. If you just put on a one of those coats with the, <laughs> the leather jacket. shoulder, the leather uh-huh. elbow yes. patches. You're a professor. You're a professor. You're professor Boom. David. You've been transformed. <laughs> I was transformed into a professor. In, a lot in, of that's about costuming. And, and I got to, I was like kind of a dick, too, you know, because I'm kind of like a, an a-hole professor who I think is, you know, I think I got it going on, but the course really is, it's a speech communications kind of course and it, but it's when the two leads meet so i am in the scene uh, with the two leads and i got to go back and forth with these real great actors wow. man. yeah it was that's sp- intimidating it was yeah. that would it be. was mike yeah. and uh it, it's wild how the, the the director tries to calm you down a bit you know because because that's his job you get, get you joking around you laugh and stuff and yeah. so as i was having lunch about an hour before I'm about to do my scene. Uh, Chris came over and we, we joked around. And we'll play that uh, for you right now. We recorded it. I, I'm here with the director, Chris Robert, and uh, another you. And I got to tell you, the fact that you got me a 2,000 square foot trailer for one scene, I mean, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it's really hard to, to not be overwhelmed by the enormity of the man, Jim Crenn. And, and part, part of the thing was when, when, when we were putting this film together, it was kind of like, you know, we, we, we can't afford to have him come in for more than a day, but we had to make it worth his while. So the idea, I mean, and listen, we didn't pay, spare any expense. I mean, we're talking like massage chairs. I mean, I'm talking about the type of you have a happy ending in. I mean, we're, we went full on. And that, Full tilt. And that was only for Gizmo, which is amazing to me. I mean, my, my, my little uh, rat terry dog. Gizmo has his own bathroom and everything, and his own bathroom attendant, which is a nice touch. Well, you know, and that bathroom attendant also comes, you know, fully loaded. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Gizmo gets whatever Gizmo wants. Yeah. I've always learned, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the 80s, but I've always learned you don't piss off an animal named Gizmo because bad no. shit happens. No, and everyone knows Gizmo can be pushy, but he's an artist. Well, we, I, 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 arguably, we are all artists, mm-hmm. you know. But to be honest, when you cut through the pretension of what that means, right. you're only left with one simple concept. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. That is that we're all better than Josh Folio. Well, that's we already knew that, Chris. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to touch upon it because he's within earshot. But, you know, we, we can't let him hear that, okay? We have to lift him up. Well, the truth we got to be his wind underneath his wings. The truth is, though, the irony is, like you know, we're, we're kind of like cousins because we have mm-hmm. the same producer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wh- by having that unique vantage, you know, we can talk about very, very unique things about Josh Folio and his life. You know, uh, like, like for example, did you know that Josh Folio actually inspired the plot of Super 8? Did, did, uh, yeah, yes, I do. But expound a little more on that. Well, I mean, what I've heard, and this is just what I've read in the, in the newspaper, mm-hmm. is that uh, Josh Folio was actually the alien in the movie. Um, that there's this whole thing about Bruce Greenwood, it's all a conspiracy. It was actually Josh Folio motion capturing the part because uh, right. the, the irony is that when, when he was a kid, he was the alien. And, and, and he came to this planet. And I'm, I believe I heard something about this. Uh, he met Bigfoot. you know, And, and it all ties together. See, there's no, there's no coincidences the in this world. It yes. all ties together. Well, there's no doubt. I read an interview with J.J. Abrams where the movie was actually Super 7 before Josh joined it. <laughs> but that's another story. But, but yeah, the, the Bigfoot uh, phenomenon is amazing. And I didn't know that he was attacked by Bigfoot three years ago, and that's what brought Josh to, and I to, to cover Bigfoot, which was amazing. He never told me about it well, until he started ironic. crying in front of uh, uh, Tom Powell, which, by the way, should we announce it now? Did we, we all announce it? 
Chris, myself, and Josh have already bought, well, we're almost closing the negotiation, for the movie rights to Tom Powell's Shady Neighbors, his book. I repeat, Tom Powell, Shady Neighbor, closing in on negotiating the movie rights. And um, we'll announce that, but that's just like one of those little, you know, spoiler things that we wanted to just throw out there. And I, Chris is the one who pressed it. Powell is, uh, Powell, of course, Brad Pitt, Tom Powell, right? Well, no, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I read his name and I, I, I pronounced it Thom. And I was so, <laughs> I, I was so, I was so, I was so. I was just so inspired by mm-hmm. a man yeah. that could pronounce diction. Uh, Tom, you ever hear yeah. Tom? It's like what? You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like, yes. like the, the diction is so proper that uh-huh. I, I just was like, we have to have these rights. Yes. Forget big. I mean, here's another piece of irony. Yeah. The other night, I came out of the hotel. It was pitch black, and you know, I'm trying to go to my car. Your midnight walk. Yeah, my midnight walk. Yeah, and yeah. I, w- I wandered into the wilderness. You- Yes, where you usually relax. Where I usually wine. relax, and in it's Charleston, pitch, West yeah, Virginia. pitch black. Very nice. Yeah. And I don't have any firearms right, or any right. devices to defend myself. Yeah. And I saw, and I felt this Just aura. Your rape whistle. That's yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't even have the didn't rape have whistle. Jesus. But I felt this aura okay. in front of me and behind me, and all I could do was look around and say, "What? What the? F-? And I, you know, and then yeah. Bigfoot was there, but he, he, and I, but I didn't see him at first. It wasn't like a him. clear look, No, no, right? no. I could just you feel were... his presence. Like, he, in, in my mind, I heard this voice saying, I'm here, but you, you are not to see me. Right. And then you would know something that happened that was interesting? <laughs> yeah. I turned around, and it wasn't Bigfoot at all. It was Josh Foley. I, now, know? for all you guys out there that don't know what Josh Foley looks like, he's a really hairy guy. He's got curly hair on the top of his head. You can easily confuse and He's a giant. Three days he's go like six by. foot something like that. And he's, he, he looks like Bigfoot. I mean, it's an easily, easy misconception. Josh will back that up. Three days, if he doesn't shave, yeah, he's forget Bigfoot. about it, right? It just, it just goes crazy. So I, I was inspired to, yes. to, 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 to thumb that's Pal's when, book. That's when you called me in the middle of the night and you just, you just said, it's all Chris goes, was Jimmy, shady neighbor. And hung up and I knew what he meant right there. And of course, we had a meeting three hours later. Tom on the line. We nailed it, and we, we just can't wait to put that thing together, man. It's just beautiful. Right, so sh- Shady Neighbors coming in the year 2018. Keep your eyes open. Yes, and, and uh, I'm getting ready for my big scene, uh, my traditional meal before I perform. It's very Chris healthy. Knows it's very healthy. It's very healthy. Uh, hot dog, chips, and a little coleslaw for fiber. Of course. And it's good. So, so we're going to, we're gonna, we know, we don't have to wish him any luck because we know he's going to be amazing. So stay tuned. You know, catch Jim Cren and another you. We're very, very fortunate to have him. We're very, very lucky, and uh, we hope you tune in. It's an honor, brother. Cheers. Hey, Chris. So that's uh, Chris Robert, the director of Another You, just an incredibly talented director and, and writer. And as you know, six sense of humor, just just like us. It's yeah, yeah fun to work it. with a guy like that, right? Yeah. You know, it's I got as entertainers, right? That's that's a dream kind of director. Yeah, it is. That that was awesome. Yeah, the fact that he's willing to uh, go along on all that stuff uh, is pretty great. And, and you know, you know, it's funny we were saying it's like a team effort kind of thing. And I just, I, Diego was great. Uh, Ksenia, they're all nice people. And, and I think it comes from the director keeping everybody, you know, even keel and keeping them loose. But it's funny. I was reading an article. Okay, it just just right before I went to Charleston, having to catch this article in the New York Times on Lindsay Lohan, who just. Uh, did talk, you know, a bit difficult, right? A different, yeah, yeah, the other side of the coin of you know, dif- a very difficult person. But the movie she just did is called The Canyon. Oh yeah, have you heard of this, John? How, Good. how hard you- it was to get her to do this movie, and then 
actually focus through the whole movie. And <laughs> I'm glad you brought yeah. yes. And, and so the article had the guy Paul Schrader. It's his movie. He he wrote this movie, I guess, or, and it's yeah. just like his thing. He wrote the Taxi he Driver. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Raging Bull too. <laughs> right, right. Some big movies, and yeah. he didn't want her to do it. And then he's like, well, it's gonna, you know, put this movie into. Uh, and more theaters, obviously, if she's in it. And, yeah, uh, and they, they like had the meet, like like Johnny said, they had the meetings and stuff because he like it wasn't sure, right? To have Lindsay, so they have the meeting and they're having lunch, and Lindsay's over the top. This is an honor. I can't wait. And the whole nine yards, and he goes, she kind of wins him over. Okay, so week goes by. They're going to do rehearsals. They have everybody there. She doesn't show up for like an hour. And she comes in, strolling an hour late. Hey, how are you? Now, that can disrupt the whole teamwork right. aspect, right? Yeah. An hour's yeah. a lot. 10, 15, yeah, but an hour. He's kind of, like, suspicious at this point. Now he sets up a meeting with Lindsay in the lead to have breakfast, like, a couple days later. So, hey, you're going to meet the lead. Just want you to have breakfast. You're going to be doing nude scenes and some stuff here. Just want to get chemistry it's going. It's a former porn star, James Dean. James Dean. <laughs> right. They're going to Sasha Gray, yeah. right? Cross over to the mainstream right. thing. Think he can did Sasha Gray cross over to mainstream? A bit. Is that Just, where she went? She did uh, the girlfriend <laughs> experience with Soderbergh and, uh, okay, and, and, I didn't and know Entourage. That. Oh, jeez. So she, yeah. a bit, right? So okay. maybe not all the way across. Sasha it. Gray went legit. <laughs> I was, I I was noticing, you there. No. <laughs> I was noticing some gaps on some websites I was looking at. <laughs> Where did, where did she go? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- I guess, you know, they figured this guy, James Dean, he actually is a, a good actor, they said. And they, you know, they said he's going to go from the porn star thing to mainstream a bit. So th- so she's supposed to meet him. And they're going to have a brunch or breakfast. She doesn't show up. Doesn't show. And they schedule another. She doesn't show again. So he's pissed, obviously. Schrader's like, I'm done. You're fired. We're going to get another actress. You're out. She goes nuts. She shows up at his hotel. At his hotel. <laughs> starts crying, screaming. She she b- figures out. You know how she got the room? She poured, This is all according to the article and stuff. She, she's pounding on everybody's door in the hotel until she gets to his. She gets to his. She starts crying. She's screaming. He goes, go away. And, and doesn't she almost like pass out out there? Or? She, she's on the ground laying, crying, screaming. Won't leave, laying in front yeah. of his door. He's like, go home. The, the, the guy from the hotel goes, he's called police. No. Don't worry about it. After a while, she leaves. She's gone. About a few days later, he he just gives her another shot. That somehow they talk her in, talk him into it, and all that. She get, he gets another shot. It ends up being <laughs> this nightmare shoot. Obviously, they're combating the whole thing. Because once she once the first frame is shot, you you kind of can't get rid of her. It's hard to replace her because now you have footage. Yeah. And the mm. budget's tight. Yeah. You can't just drop the footage and get another. She kind of knew that. Right. So so they're going at it. It's they're made. To, but it gets to this point where there's a a nude sex scene she agreed to this already a couple times when he talked about this up front she won't come out of like the closet she goes in the closet she has a robe on she won't do the scene Schrader doesn't know what to do he's begging her screaming her you gotta do this it's the key part of the movie you have to do this thing she won't so Schrader takes all his clothes off he's like 65 he takes his clothes off. he's naked he says Lindsay I'm naked you, you know come on so she comes out finally takes the robe does the scene it was pretty wild, though. That this, it, it, but it got to this, you read the article, it's this nightmarish like, experience. They end up fin- <laughs> finishing the movie somehow. Yeah, you know? I read that article, and uh, boy, it really makes you wonder how, um, how what's, is it worth it to, like, to bring her on to something? It's, it seems like her ship is about, if it hasn't sailed, it's, 
It's sailing. It's almost, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Exactly. There's a whole movie. You know, it's, it's up to these people, you know, participating together, making it work. It, is she that good? Is she really that good of an actress? I don't know. Everyone keeps saying how great she is. I saw her in Mean well. Girls. She's okay. She's pretty <laughs> okay. good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. She, she's good. Herbie yeah. the Love Bug. Yeah, yeah Love Bug. Awesome Some of her work. She's not Meryl Streep. Exactly, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Exactly. And she's being surpassed by the porn actor now. Like, he's on his way up while she's on her <laughs> way know. down. No, this is it's crazy paths. that you brought that up because yeah. he is now banging or either uh, uh, there's a sex tape of this woman that's on that Teen Mom show. I can't even remember her name. I, what? Yeah, this 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 girl uh, now has a sex tape, and James Dean is the guy. Is he the star? Who's, is in the oh, that tape. I heard about that tape. Yeah, and this girl's yeah. on that MTV show Teen Mom. Yeah. Which, uh, this guy's everywhere, James Dean. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. You're it's, right. It's amazing how we even know these people's names He's an up at and this comer. point. Oh, wow. <laughs> including Lindsay Lohan. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and then you see guys like, uh, or, you know, here's Diego Benito. I meet him. He's in Rock of Ages with Tom Cruise and all this. Be- nicest, most down-to-earth guy you, you could meet. Even at the guy at the hotel. It's funny. The Charles and guy talking about this. He said, I'll tell you what, that Diego, man, is just a regular guy. Just couldn't be nicer. Man, what a class act. That kind of, And that's just from the guy at the hotel. So I'm saying it's important. It, it gets around who you are and what kind of person you are. And he really, really was. And I, I finally got to meet him. Uh, you know, hell of a nice guy. And uh, actually, here's uh, he and I uh, hanging out, joking around, uh, just to get you get your vibe on what he's all about. So there's Diego Benito and I hanging out after uh, I did my scene at this point. I was already done. We're talking. I, I got to tell you, I'm here with uh, Diego and Chris, man. I had the time of my life yesterday. You guys are the best, man. I got, you know, what can I say? First, I want to say thank you on record. You know, we we have to thank you. I mean, honestly, we could not have done the scene if you didn't come and talk about spiders and cancer and all the other shit that pretty much made us, you know, piss ourselves in fear before the scene began. So we have to really thank you. Thank you, Chris. I mean, I admire you know, both your work. Great respect. I in, in Diego, <clears throat> when you call, he called me two in the morning last night at the hotel and he said, Jim, I worked with Cruz. I worked with Giamatti. And I finally worked with Kren. I said, "Oh, come on, sorry." No, of course, no. It was intimidating. I know. No, man, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very intimidating. It was, it was, it was very hard. But, you know, you just, you just, you know, made me feel at ease with everything. Thank you. No, man, it was. Did you think my trailer was a little big? Seven thousand feet, square feet. Yeah, it definitely beat Will Smith's trailer. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. Pretty amazing. I was. I'm, I'm still in shock. Well, D, D why, why don't you talk to everybody about Jim's performance and what it meant to you to have your scene begin with him? Yeah. No. 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 It was. It was. It was. It was fun, man. It was. It was. It was really a blast. Um, I mean, in all seriousness, it, it's. It's one of the most important scenes of the movie because that's pretty much where uh, you know Sydney and Marcus really, really connect. And from that scene on, the whole relationship starts. So the so truly, the foundation needs to be really, really strong and just and just you know, and, and, and it's all off of that one scene. And the fact that I, I I cried, I gotta admit, it was Chris actually punched me in the gut. It was a little thing we do, we worked it out ahead of time to get the tears. I, he snuck out behind, and then boom, cry. The tears. The people just thought method acting but we worked that out ahead of time. it's really hard because you know for me i'm trying not to break your rib yes. or puncture your lung it's a you timing know? issue so it really is you know and, right. and the funny thing is that in order to do that diego had to punch me in the ribs 
so that I knew to, to do, do yeah, right. it's, it's, this is method. It's this is all method. method. This is, yeah, this this is, is all method, yeah, you know? I, I, Daniel Day-Lewis. I want to I mean, <laughs> apologize to you guys right off the bat. No one told me when I walked on set that it wasn't a nude scene. That was my apologies. When I walked in, let's let's not give know. it away too much. We we need them to tune in. And, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't want people to know. Yeah, who, threw a blanket listen, on me. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that nobody. If you want to know, there's certain people that are naked and certain people are not naked. But you here's gotta. The thing. Here's the thing. You know, Professor Davis wanted to get his point across. You know, you know the <laughs> biggest fear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the biggest fear. There, no there were a lot intended. of there were a lot of big things in no, that room. Yes. No pun intended. Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, cancer spiders. Those are all right. coming. But in but but in all polls, right, the number one fear is and he just, you know, yes, in all boom. Polls. it was you amazing. Know, but, you know, it was I mean <clears throat> yeah. they all feared, it was. Uh, it was. Mr. 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 Davis. <laughs> oh God, you guys are the greatest man. Chris, thanks, buddy. Thank yeah, you. you're the best man. Thanks. It's an honor, man. You guys are awesome, man. Yeah, Diego and Chris, it's it's funny. Uh, that that was part of my line. My my thing was I was I was a public you know speech uh, communications teacher, and I and I use these comparisons of like cancers and cancer spiders, and right? Things and it's compared to how you know, compared to the fear of public speaking and stuff. So you, you do it a hundred times, you know. It's, it, it was yeah, we, we you start giggling about it all of us, but but uh, yeah, man, it's it's two guys are just tremendous. But Diego was down to earth guy, and you know Chris, of course. It's it, it's funny, you know, we're joking about the nude scene, and they had a close set thing uh, where they had a, an intimate scene coming up like the ne- the night after we, we talked right there and uh i stayed it that's pre- that would be really tough i think to do a nude scene in a weird way you know be, although with megan fox it would be fun it'd be fun <laughs> but would you work like i would worry because people around if not I was, with my great big horse cock i don't know what you're t- i don't know why is it why does it have to be an anxiety thing? As a matter of, I look at it as a time to show off. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed nobody's asking me to do them. That's the title of his new autobiography. <laughs> horse cock. Yes, by John Evans. Evans. Big horse cock. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, <laughs> Ghostwriter James Dean. I remember that. That's good stuff. <laughs> but when you worry about the pup tent or something going on, it's like you know everyone's looking at you, right? I mean, you got teamsters smoking cigarettes and grabbing at their crotch with the lights and stuff while you're all new. <laughs> Yeah. It would be, be odd. in all truth, it would be horrifying, be horrible. Yeah. absolutely horrifying, no, even with hot. my great big horse cock. Yeah, because no. it's, you know, <laughs> horse cock notwithstanding, notwithstanding, it's it'd still be horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah, it would be. Scary. Yeah, it would, huh? Because it, it probably looked like a big rubber slug. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> why did I just envision that? I, I mean, know. I don't, you know. <laughs> I didn't even like to take showers in gym, you know. I mean, that was kind of a. They don't really do that anymore. No, no. yeah, man. I was a I was a fat kid, yo. So I used to um, <laughs> take showers with the t shirt on. I swam, <laughs> oh, no, no, I swam no, with a yeah, t shirt on. So, really? Yeah. So I because uh, I was fat, it looked like a wet t shirt contest all the time. It was all fucked up. Uh, man. I was just terrible. Uh, memories. Yeah. Yeah. You had the t shirt. Like, oh yeah, I had a t shirt on. Man, man boobs. And they, yeah, they would they'd be like, take your shirt off. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Look okay. like a young Biz Marquis. Yeah. <laughs> In a wet t-shirt contest. Yo, you know what's fucked up? I really did look like a young Biz Marquis. I have the pictures to prove it. <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, God, it's funny. Uh, we're, 
We're going to change things up a, a bit here with Mike Wysocki <laughs> with Twisted Sports. Mikey. Hey, well, the um, baseball season's already more than a quarter of the way over. The good and the bad teams are beginning to separate themselves. And here in Pittsburgh for the third year in a row, it appears that the Pirates might be on the good list. And a big part of that is closer Jason Grilly, who just two years ago was a washed-up 34-year-old journeyman who had the indignity of being released by the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs of the AAA affiliate of the Phillies. But so far this season, he is perfect in all the save opportunities with an ERA around one. Last season, the Pirates traded their closer, all-star Joel the Hammer Hanrahan, to Boston. And the Hammer's a great nickname. It's solid, it's intimidating, and it conjures up memories of Hammer's Can't Touch This every time you hear it. Jason Grilly has a nickname, too, but it's Grilled Cheese. Bad nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to be named after an American vegetarian food? Why not name a Middle Eastern player falafel or an Asian pitcher noodles? (laughs) So it got me to thinking about good and bad nicknames in baseball history. Some good ones. Let's start with Babe Ruth. Babe is a great name, but it only worked for him. No one was ever enthralled by the NFL's Babe Laufenberg. (laughs) Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose, a perfect name to describe his play. The Pirates had a player named Dick Hoke, not a defensive specialist. You could tell by his nickname, Dr. Strangeglove. Another great nickname in baseball history. Stan the Man Musial was called the man back in the 40s and basically because he was. But there are also some bad nicknames in baseball history. And I've uh, got the site by a uh, report here from the Bleacher Report. And I'm going to name, starting with the top 12 all-time worst nicknames in baseball history. Number 12, Randy Johnson, the big unit. (laughs) Any nickname where you're embarrassed to say in front of your mother, not a very good nickname. It's another name for Big Dick, and apparently he was. I have a friend that cooked for him in Pittsburgh, and he asked him to to sign something, you know, after he ate, and he refused it. Just a, a surly old... Maybe the greatest pitcher I've ever seen, but just a surly prick. Yeah. <laughs> and is the big unit, terrible nickname. Number 11, Dennis Oil Can Boyd. In his native Mississippi, I think so too, but oil means, <laughs> oil means beer is what they're referring to in Mississippi, and apparently he was just a curmudgeonly old drunk that just loved to drink beer all the time. He had a lot of run-ins. Really? Had a great arm, but a lot of run-ins, yeah. He did have a lot of run-ins. Number 10, that some of these are old players, but they do have funny nicknames. Charles Chick Lathers. Not a great name. He played for the Washington Senators a long time ago. Number 9, Eric Boob McNair. Another old player. Followed by number 8, Joseph Boob Fowler, the slightly more successful boob. bigger <laughs> boob. This guy was before his time. Raymond Snooky Dowd played in the 1920s before we even knew about the Jersey Shore, but Snooky, bad nickname. <laughs> Number six, William Baby Doll Jacobson. I don't know what that is, but I don't know why a man would want to be called Baby Doll. <laughs> yeah, There's one still, I think, still playing Travis Pronk Hafner. He had uh, two nicknames. One was called The Project, and the other was The Donkey, and they just put it together and called him Prunk. Prunk. Just stupid. I mean, it's just stupid. It's like you ca- by that rationale, you call a cross between a horse and a donkey a honky. It just, you know, it's kind of dumb. Number four, Clarence Cuddles Marshall. Anyone who is afraid or intimidated by a guy named Cuddles. 
Number three, Charles Lady Baldwin got the nickname because he didn't smoke, drink, or curse. So I guess <laughs> they started calling him Lady. What? Lady. Charles that Lady Baldwin. I guess if he played today, they'd probably call him Charles Pussy Baldwin. <laughs> but he stuck with Lady. Number two, Russell Rusty Kuntz. K-U-N-T-Z. No explanation needed for this one. And he got the nickname Rusty. And the number one worst nickname of all time, Johnny Ugly Dick Shot. His real name. Bad enough to be known as the ugliest man in baseball, so he got the nickname Ugly, not helping that his real name is Johnny Dick Shot. (laughs) Great name for a porn actor, however, but after hearing about Johnny Ugly Dick Shot, maybe grilled cheese isn't such a bad name. (laughs) Mike Wysocki. Uh, oh, classic. Like yeah, it is. Uh, you know, Baby Doll would be horrible, though, wouldn't it? That would athlete, be tough. You know? yeah, what, yeah. What era did Dick Shot play? Yeah. Baby Doll. Out. Dick <laughs> Shot played in like the 30s, okay. too. Wow. Yeah. He was known as the ugliest man in baseball, <laughs> which is bad enough, but his name was Johnny Dick Shot. Is he in the Hall of Fame for that? He should be. He should be. Right? He should be. That I, should be in the Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame. Picture of him. Of maybe the Dick Shots have died out because I haven't heard anyone with that last no name. No one carrying on the maybe Dick Shot family, huh? I think my favorite. Baseball nickname of all time is uh, Jim Mudcat Grant. That's, That's a, cool a good name. one. Mudcat. Yeah, cool Mud right? Mud I like that. Catfish Hunter is a good Charlie Hustle was a cool Charlie Hustle, you think, right? It tells you yeah. exactly, you know. Charlie Hustle, man. Charlie Hustle is great. What's Dykstra's? Was it scraps nails. or something? Nails. Nails. Nails, nails is a great Wonder if they call him that in prison. <laughs> nail. <laughs> Get nail. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keith Hernandez is, was uh, the Max. Yeah, yeah, Keith Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Who was that? Was it? Was it? Was it Frank Thomas? Who was the Big Hurt? Oh, Big Hurt was, was Frank Thomas. Thomas. That was Frank, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Frank that's, a cool that's a cool nickname. I'm sorry, yeah. if you're a home yeah. run hitter, right? Yeah. Big Hurt. See, that's Get the Big Hurt up here. You don't want to face the Big Hurt. Yeah. Well, no. you know, try, not, I mean, try and strike him out, baby. You're not going to bring Cuddles in to you know yeah. face the Big Hurt. Exactly. know who's going to win that? They used to call Will Clark the Thrill, and then on his outgoing message. Uh, when you'd call his house, if he wasn't there, his answering machine would play, The Thrill is Gone, baby. <laughs> the Thrill is Gone by B.B. King. <laughs> How cool would that be? That is bad. <laughs> the Thrill is Gone. <laughs> oh, man. And, and, you know, we miss Josh. Uh, he, he's on the movie set still, so he's, produ- he's one of the producers of the movie, and which is a tough job. You do a little bit of everything. I had to record a few minutes of Josh because it was funny because I'm not kidding. He wasn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. Because they're trying to get this this done, he literally sleeping like one hour a day. So he's like getting punch drunk at this point. So of course I had to get this on, you know, <laughs> record some of this and just talk to him. But this is this is Josh with with I no miss sleep. Him anyway, I miss him, so it's yeah, gonna yeah, be nice to have it's to hear his, his voice, voice right? in the room. <laughs> uh, here's Josh after not sleeping, producing the movie. Another you after not sleeping for about two weeks. Here miss you, buddy. What do you think, brother? Here with Josh and uh, man, my first movie, bud. That was a ton of fun, man. Thanks, thanks so much, Diego, Chris. Just fantastic people, huh? Yeah, Dad, did you enjoy yourself? Oh, it's too much fun. Too much fun, man. I, I noticed uh, uh, you don't sleep very much, man. There's rumors around here that uh, you're a vampire, and, uh, you know, you, you are producing your podcast. I have seen you drink blood before. I don't know what that, you said it was some sort of workout sh- thing. Yeah, it's just something I do to get my mind right. It's actually in my deal memo that I signed that I'm not allowed to sleep more than two hours a night. Okay. So uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, and I, and I think it's it's pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much uh, that with my workout regimen, 
um, you know, with my with my diet. Uh, we're pretty much we're pretty close to signing a deal that uh, Diego and I could do a workout video, don't you think? Yeah, I think I, I heard I heard rumors about that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I hear that the the money's pretty good too. We both, here's, the, here's the call right now. It is. It's my publicist. It's your publicist, man. It really is. <laughs> they're, they're calling for you. They're calling, they're calling for you, for brother. No, nah, man. Thanks, buddy. It was a great um, great time on, on the set, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Looking forward to the next one. We're going to, what do you mean? That? We're going to Academy Awards, right? That's right. This Sundance, Academy Awards, Sundance, Oscars, Cats, everything. This is going on and on, man. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. All right, brother. Right. Jo- Josh was so tired, man. He's doing a hell of a job. <laughs> My heart was going out to him. No sleep at all. You know, yeah, I'm sure his phone rings off the hook. Constant. Yeah. Everything. Well, he has to handle like every little little problem, too, all the big stuff. But look, for instance, there was this one night where uh, they were shooting uh, at a bar scene, and you know, they had to pay the bar. Okay, mm-hmm. for the time. Yeah. And the people that, that were there, like, just happened to be working at the bar, you, they could hear them. They were making noise just to, just to fuck with them. So they, oh, really? Yeah. Like, knocking over pots and shit like that. Yeah. And they couldn't, <laughs> and, it, and it, it cost them the whole shot. They, had, they actually reshoot it another day. They had to change the Josh had to handle the whole deal and get another location get it all set up but th- that's you, you run into crazy stuff i guess like a million little things can happen as mm-hmm. it's, it's going down the rolodex that thing and the other interesting the movie is that, that i'll be able to talk more about it in about a month right now everything it's very tight around the set because there's a lot of stealing i guess out there in the movie business just like there is in our business and stand-up comedy stuff that people will maybe take an idea take the movie rush it out before your movie things like that so everything's kind of really tight as far as what you can say about the movie and that brings me to the subject of one of my closest friends from through the years and you guys friends know him real well frank nicotero who just went through because we experienced that as comedians we it's interesting with with comedy and and in the arts it's hard to to sue to stop thievery and especially almost impossible to sue com- for comedians when they steal from from us and that is the worst thing in the world when a comedian steals from someone and the the comedy gods were shining on frank because this story goes he he was he's a warm-up guy warm-up act for america's got talent and what that is before they tape the show if you don't know what that is a comedian comes out warms the crowd up does maybe 10 15 minutes of his act and gets everybody just give everyone warmed up and whatever and then they do the show well frank is the warm back for that that show now, America's Got Talent is, is going to tape, and they have a comedian. His, his name is, uh, was it Greg Wilson? Yeah. Greg Wilson. Yeah. Johnny, Greg Wilson uh, is going to do his set. He's one of the contestants. He goes up, and he he kills by doing one of Frank Nicotero's, like, signature bits, a bit that Frankie has been doing for 15 years, closes his show with this, has not burned it on television, luckily had it on some YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. outlets, right, so, so people could, could see, compare. But... He steals the act. It's just point blank takes it. Now, funny, he was talking, Wilson was talking to Howie Mandel, from what I had read, that he was t- before the show in a pre interview and kind of bonded with Mandel. Yeah. So, kind of was friendly with him, saying he idolized him, all kind of stuff. <laughs> so, when the taping happened, Wilson kills. They go down the judge panel. Howard loved it because it was very funny. Whoever else the judge said liked it, and they, they, they gave it to Howie. Howie says, Did, did you write that? Which was amazing for a judge to say, right? Yeah. It was kind of cool. Just put him on blast. Yeah. yeah, they had the cojones to say, hey, did you write that? Is that yours? Right. Wilson goes, oh, yeah. How he goes, well, I've heard that before somewhere. Another comedian. 
And the guy goes, well, I, I, I wrote it. They probably stole it from me, which is basically <laughs> what he said, right, the Mandel. And Mandel brings up Frank's name, Frank Nicotero. Oh, he knew it. Yes. Yeah, he knew who it was. Huh? Frankie's steaming backstage. He goes up to the judges panel. Because he did like. it before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> before the show started, he did that bit. And then a guy comes out and does that the same bit. bit. And the guy, and he says, did you write that? <laughs> Feel the bit. Well, yeah. I, and it's just amazing. But, but thank God he was able to, you know, to, to catch, to catch the, the guy. But it is, a, uh, what, what balls the guy? You know, he's crazy, crazy the, or what? What was he doing? I see, well, th- that's the thing. I mean, that's a pretty uh, kind of a well-known bit. I mean, mm-hmm. and very signature. Like if you're stealing it, it's not like if I if someone has a joke about uh, you know the snuggie, and then I write a joke also about the snuggie. Right. You know, it's like who's snuggie? Jo-? Well, there's probably a thousand <laughs> comedians yeah, doing right. a joke a about a snuggie. Joke. But I mean, that's jokes, like a real whatever. signature thing. Like I I just did a weekend with a guy who was. Uh, who was doing like jokes that were so familiar to me that I've heard hundreds of seemingly of other comics do. One of them, I think, was why do they have a luggage store at the airport? What is someone showing up at the airport with all their shit balanced <laughs> on there? You know, I'm going to buy the and uh, the other one, which I think I don't know if it was Regan or Brian Regan or someone else. I heard do that. And then the other one was the the classic <laughs> I ordered. You know, when I get drunk, I just go to Domino's Pizza and I order a pizza. And uh, when they take it to my house, I just get in the car with him. That's right. So I don't have to drive home. Even worse to steal a bad joke. Yeah, I know, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What's funny, so when it's they steal good, them, I'm going to take it. When they steal the jokes, so the people that steal them, they all if you confront them, They'll just say, oh, I wrote, I wrote that, or it's stuck. What can you do? Can you be, what do you do? Beat them up? You end up sued? You can't, you cannot, right. you're there's right. Not, there's you, not much you could do. You're right. But I, except laugh. Like, the, like Mencia did Bill Cosby's bit about oh the, the high mom bit. Like, yeah. you work with your kid in football. A famous bit. Yeah, a, a famous, famous bit. Legend. Legend. Yeah. How do you steal that joke? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some, with some, some of them, you can almost get away with it, and it's, well, it's, it's horrific. Smaller, like, but, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. We've all had jokes taken out. All of us I, have I mean, um, Yeah, oh, I have. Mm-hmm. For sure. I yeah. have many. Yeah, I mean, I, because you have, I mean, you guys, uh, you everyone here has brilliant bits like you guys. You know, Jim, you're great. John, you're great. Mike, you're great. You guys are really good writers. So, But it makes sense for somebody to take something from an area where it may not be seen as much compared to like how Mencia took Cosby's bit, which I think is just crazy because it's a classic, it's legendary still criminal, bit. though. It's it still, is still criminal. I mean, like, if you think, I don't oh, know how you do If you that. think you can get yeah. away with it, that doesn't make it any less terrible to like say, because in my eyes, if you're stealing someone else's joke, you're not even at like ground zero. You're like below ground zero of... Yo, you're like, a hobbit. You're not right. even trying your yeah. own stuff. You're not even yeah. trying... Right. What are you even doing on stage, really? What is your end goal? What's the end game? Right. There? Especially if it's... I mean, if obviously, if it's like someone famous's joke, but even if you see something and you go, man, I, no one's ever going to know that I'm doing this, it is so... That's like your baggage. Mm-hmm. You're, you, if you don't trust yeah. your own yeah. comic ability to, to do what you do out there, then... You know, we, you other comics. Be doing it. The only way to do it is other comics have to kind of police it, and they, and they basically they, do, you know. But but there are certain acts that you know, if some guy is a say he's a really strong up and coming middle in say Kansas City, and mm-hmm. a guy can come in headlining or whatever, and maybe maybe the headliner's not real well known, but a really decent comic or whatever, 
and he takes a couple jokes from that guy. That people do that all the time. Uh, when yeah, you're the, middle, the headliners are in better they, position to take it because they might not. The person that that joke came from might not have ever been heard anywhere. Maybe just locally, exactly. or right? Something. Oh, yeah. They go I back to Los Angeles. I think it's then, more of the reverse. I think it's the headliners seeing an up and comers joke and right. saying, and maybe take it, take it. They go to L.A. This guy, I'll just take the joke. They go to L.A. They do it. They're into comedy, sort of improv. They're doing that joke. That guy ends up going out to L.A. eventually. He looks like the thief. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It, it happens. I'm a comic. I won't mention his name, but yeah. asked to asked me uh, if if I could, he could buy a joke that I had. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I told him, <laughs> "Hey, I'm trying to get where you're at," you know, right. I can't be selling off some of my a goods. Bit. Yeah. And he said, and he told me who his manager was, and that he could, you know, help me out. And uh, did you sell the? No, bit? I didn't. Good. Good for you, yeah. man. Good. Well, I mean, yeah, what do you? The promise of. Hey, I'll you know you it's, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And, and Johnny, right? And, and it's so hard to come up with a key bit that works in because you know, you're writing your own one man play as a stand up. It's so hard. We're at those open stages, you know. We're at these places. We're trying to carve out a joke. It it may take months. It may whatever. But you finally get that joke. It works. It's unique. You worked it out. You mm-hmm. finally got it. And then someone just swoops in, and just takes. And it what kills me is I work. love the comic. Really? Yeah, like, oh, so it's kind of like, hurts. I was like, uh. Yeah, like, yeah shit. I, I had a, um, I can't say the, the headliner's name, but okay. actually featured for a headliner who actually, uh, you know, I'm not trying to start anything, but he actually took okay. the, a couple bits, you of know. Yours? Just took yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is, the next night, I guess he was so drunk that he didn't realize that the bit he was doing was the one I just did. Uh, oh, you're kidding! On the I'm dead same serious. Night. Like he did it on, like in front of me, and I, and <laughs> everybody was like, what? "But it was no." <laughs> heard this one before. <laughs> Yo, it was so weird because when it happened, everybody's like, "Oh man, that's great, man! He's like a comedy legend, and he's, you know." Paying homage to your jokes, and I was like, "No, that was no, not great. Worked, like he just did. <laughs> he just took a few of my bits and did them in front of me, and there was nothing I could do. There's nothing you could do. It's <laughs> no, like I you said, like, Terry. Yeah. What do you do when you confront? I remember when I was a kid. You know, this is like in 80, 1987 or something. I was, I was a kid. And I'm on the road one. with uh, Jerry Seinfeld in Rochester, and Jerry's the, the greatest writer. I think I, lo- I oh, we all yeah. love his writing. Brilliant. brilliant, right? And we were hanging out all week in in, in you know, he actually brought me into like, you know, we're working on, he's, you know, saying the ideas for this and that. And that's the kind of guy he's open, you know, for different jokes. Mm-hmm. And I was doing my act and he'd watch it. And I had this joke where it was not a brilliant premise. I was just a kid and just starting. I go, I go, uh, well, a few years I was in it, but I was trying to move up. And I go, hey, uh, you walk, you walk out to uh, a, a parking lot. Hey, Wayne. Don't, yeah, what, what, there's a click on that, buddy. It's okay, brother. That's okay. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just trying to help Frank out with different angles. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's okay. <laughs> the sound was like, Shh. and I looked at his face, and he, you know, he just looked over like, what is that? <laughs> I'll, I'll fix it. Mike, a B for the day. B, okay. Knocks him down one letter. He did have an A. You're in trouble now, but no, I'm kidding. You had an A. That's a. That's right. That's right. And I'll you give you a B plus. Did you, all right, B plus. All right, you're coming back. If you take my good side on that picture, you get an A again. Of course. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, where was oh. so so I, I had this joke with uh, where where a guy would would walk. I'm trying to remember how he set up the joke. A guy would go into the mall. You'd come out of the mall, 
and it was basically you just stand there and say, "Where the fuck is my car?" So I'm like, and that's all I said it was just that line, and it would get a laugh, okay, get kind of a laugh. And and I go, and I was trying to work that joke. I said, and I said, "Yeah, Jerry." I said, "You know, when you you go into the mall and you're going in there for like you know ten minutes, twenty minutes, and you walk out, and you don't know where you parked, where the fuck is my car?" <laughs> and uh, and I remember Jerry Seinfeld went to me and goes, "Jimmy, Alzheimer's." Like, oh, that's great, Alzheimer's. So. So I ended up doing a joke, and I set it up somehow, blah, 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 do a little more elaborate. I go, Mott, and I go, and I, wa- I walk out, and, and I realize, uh, where would fuck that park? Oh, my God, I have Alzheimer's. Okay, so I use the line, Alzheimer's. It's a mm-hmm. different joke. You know, it, it kind of got a nice laugh, right? Yeah. So I use this joke. like working on it. Do it for like six months, and I'm back in home in Pittsburgh. Three acts took it. Three guys used, wow. the, three guys used the word Alzheimer's. Wow. I confronted them, and each one said, oh, no, 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 I wrote that. Two of them said they wrote it. One guy goes, that's stock. <laughs> <laughs> now that. I love that. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't say I stole your shit, then I don't know what that is. I love it. I know. I know. Everybody. I was stuck. Yeah, I just oh, got I don't steal your shit. I steal everybody. It's everybody's. That's stock. <laughs> I, I saw a guy do a, a Eddie Murphy delirious joke on stage uh, as if nobody would know it was Eddie Murphy delirious. It was the funniest thing ever, and he thought he was killing. He was like, I got a manager. You know, I'm out here killing. Then he does the bit about where Eddie Murphy talks about his mom used to take off the shoe, remember, oh, oh, yeah, and hit him with the yeah. shoe and put it back. And, I mean, he <laughs> he thinks he's killing, man. And I was like, you know that's Eddie Murphy bit. No, no, it's not. That, that's one I wrote. I was like, really? You're, you're really going to, like, there's nothing. I wish he would have said it was stock. That would have been, you know, much better, but. Yeah, what did, what did he like? I said, what's the end game? Where do you go for that? I remember one Jay Leno. I once we were talking, we talked about this once. I got the open for him at the Syrian Mosque in Pittsburgh, and, and we were talking about you know. Then I said, what do you do about these guys who who steal jokes? Jay, and I remember his line: goes, "Jimmy, you got you got to write them quicker than they can steal them." <laughs> so and it's stuck with mm. me. It's true. In other words, you just yeah, gotta keep. Yeah. Another thing we do is just you just keep writing and just try to keep uh, develop that end of it, develop that writing muscle. In, in right in reference muscle muscle and yeah I saw know. a guy do he he credited him but he did a whole Richard Pryor like three or four Credit? jokes <laughs> like a tribute in a Richard Pryor voice and that was his whole act Wait. but so it's it's, an, he's it like a cover a, comedian like an Elvis yeah. and that's it <laughs> that's I don't but I know, why I would you just why would that. you do that yeah oh yeah and so he's a cover comedian oh no he's not a cover comedian but he covers Richard Pryor oh he just does the bit yeah same person that took my bit in the voice if you I tell you if the person I, I would accept it if the person gave the person credit like if it said this is a richard pryor bit this is a john evans there written gonna bit and, and then the guy did your bit would you i would no there is going to be a comic someday, someday in vegas that, that does 10 do minutes of pryor 10 minutes of carlin yeah. 10 minutes of sam kennison 10 <laughs> minutes of, and he will like change costume 10 minutes of gallagher and 10 minutes <laughs> and then <laughs> smash a watermelon you just wrote my new you just wrote my new fucking act let's go produce it <laughs> terry come on we're gonna do it. yeah we're gonna do it i'm we're doing I'll, it i'll do all the prior yes yeah, we're gonna I'll go do it y'all ever see a motherfucker just sitting right that's just gonna be me the whole time I think I would no. probably do the Carlin. Uh, the, yeah, uh, you could be Carlin. <laughs> all right. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. <laughs> I'll be Gilbert Godfrey. I'll just scream all day. That's what I'll do. That's, see, is we this our future? Is this is our future. Know, this is it, man. Yes. I'm going to grow out the mustache now right. and get the wig. We're gonna be the uh, that's going to be the whole time. Oh, that's y'all so depressing. Taking requests from people. Do Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, even if you made a lot of money. Wouldn't what? you feel like a shit bag? You should. Oh, yeah. If, if, if you made <laughs> even like with a lot even if a of money, theater was like, D- we want you to do this tribute comedy, and you're like, 
God, I got into this because I wanted to say my own words. But now, <laughs> now I'm doing my hero's work. Now I'm stealing carrot tops. It would probably work though, which is kind of oh, it, sick. it would really probably. It would. Work. People look, would probably as, like it. Look, someone's stealing this idea yes. as, yeah, like, as they hear it. I yes. stole the idea to steal ideas. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're gonna be in Vegas a year from now, and Johnny's idea is gonna be there, and man. We're gonna be, and I'm gonna be pissed because I didn't. They go stole your with idea. It. Yeah. yeah. Too much integrity. That's, that's right, man. It's always been my problem. <laughs> hey, horsecock, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it was crazy how uh, they got upset. Like, some people were calling out Nicotero about how long he's been doing the bit. What, what's your thoughts on that? I, I think mean, it's like, bullshit to call him out on something like that because, hey, the, the, it's, the issue wasn't how long he's doing it. The issue was who created it first. And exactly. he right. should have the right to do it or not do it. So even if he doesn't do it anymore, even if Frank doesn't do that bit, mm-hmm. say he didn't do it for the last five years, because he wrote and created it, he should have the right to do it, right? He wrote it. He wrote you it. Know? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough to drop bit. like a funny bit from your rotation. Sometimes you might do But it's not a But it's not like, a, you know, it's not mentioning a, a, a recent reference of something that just happened in the news. Those come and go. But right. But if it's one... Then yeah, it's his joke. Well, if an artist, if an artist like uh, you know whatever Michelangelo or some someone stole his ex- you know painted the exact thing and goes well, you know what's he going to say? Well, that's old. <laughs> Why are you worried about that, man? Yes. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci stole oh, that helicopter idea. It's an old, yeah, it's old. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you know it's 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 the issue is just the, the stealing issue, which is just bullshit. Yeah. Definitely, I think it was a good bit. I actually watched both of them side by side, and there's no way that you're gonna, there's no way you could defend that and say, hey, this is a routine that I created, but it's just the same premise. I mean, sometimes you could get away with it. I mean, you think about it. The the Egyptians had pyramids, and then you go to South America, and their temples look like pyramids too. They were not in the same area. We don't know. Maybe some Egyptian came over and stole that idea. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, we, like, we blame that aliens. Hack. Yeah, stole <laughs> my pyramid idea. That, that damn Great alien argument. is a hack. But you know, I mean, honestly, it's it's just the the bit is so original that I mean, it, it was crazy that he had the balls to go on TV because he's like, this bit kills. This is going to make me famous. I want to kill, and I would like to see what other jokes he was going to do of other people's after that, because you just know. You're, you know what? You're right, Tip. He was going to do a Jim Crim bit. He probably got John Evans' uh, bit about the napkin. He, if he keeps going, yeah. If he keeps going on in the competition, what would happen to this guy? Right? There, there has to be some. Is that it? it can't be his only, right? Who yeah. knows? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know him. So, I know. Yeah. I'd heard of him before. But you have I heard think, of him? Yeah, yeah. And he, I think he does. Used to go by the Greg Wilson. I maybe there's another Greg Wilson out there. So he, he wanted the, the sep- wanted some separation, <laughs> like the horse guy. The, the only Greg one. Wilson. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's there's a couple some, others. Yeah, so there's some porn guy out there that <laughs> goes by something. I wonder if porn people have that problem, like you know, someone stealing their you know rusty trombone. Yeah, 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 right. Let's call Ramrod first. They're like, no, I'm the I'm the guy that puts his hand on his ass and pushes his (laughs) pushes his. uh, That's my like. No one was really doing that, and then I came on the scene and I used the hand for leverage. Fucking hack, James Dean took my hump and thrust. Uh He's in a movie. Speaking of which, did did you guys hear this story of? there was a guy in Nigeria. He's married, uh, had six wives, and uh, he went to go have sex with the younger wife in her room. Okay. And all the wives were there and confronted him and said, <laughs> hey, if you want to do this, you're going to have sex with all of us. 
Wow. And he said, no, I'm not having sex with any of you. That wasn't the deal. And they raped him, and he died. <laughs> what? He died, man. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> they raped death? him? They raped him to death. He, first of all, he said they no to all him to death. Of them. Yes. I didn't know it was possible, but this dude in Nigeria <laughs> is, is I dead. I wow. believe I heard that it's story. I didn't. I can't believe I didn't click on that. Yeah. <laughs> ah. You, you should have clicked. How would you, what would, how would you not laugh at the funeral when they're doing a eulogy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Years laying, he was fucked to death by all of these women right there. <laughs> all six How of these he motherfuckers. He died doing what he loves to do. <laughs> <laughs> Getting raped. He was probably dying. They didn't even know. They probably thought he was having an orgasm. Like, He's shaking. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. I didn't know you could get I will, fucked to death. Uh, I will. Now, we, die, now yeah. we know. As a man. What a way to like, go, though, right? You know, yeah. Hey, man, I, I guess. If you're going to pick a way to go, we were doing a would you rather, right? How, does, yeah, how do you die, though? What is that? Face sitting? Or what do they call that? <laughs> oh, smothering? Yeah. He was yeah. smothered, <laughs> smothered him to death. He was smothered to death. One of the girls Face smothered Face sat to death. All the wives were 400 pounds. I was thinking heart attack. I think it's heart attack. I think he got the like the last wife. And they just didn't have nothing left, and the ticker went. Oh man, he, he dropped, died. right? I, I, yeah, man, I, that's crazy. That I mean, I know one thing: if he if he died while one of them were blowing him, she's a celebrity, man. <laughs> right? So I like, go. man, she's the greatest. Also, the head fucking go. killed the dude. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a huge, huge, huge. That is star. how I want to die. Yeah, kind of, huh? It's not a bad way to go. Really, right? I mean, seriously. Yeah, if that yeah. was, if you know, isn't that the rule in the marriage though? When they can marry like six wives or seven wives or ten, what is? Do you do, don't you get to pick, or, or I guess not, huh? In his, in his role, his, his, his religion, yeah, or his country, like he country. all of them. Yeah, because they all were pissed, right? I thought it was like a bakery where you get a number. It's your night. <laughs> right, I, like a big love, draw straws, yeah, free love. Yeah, but man, <laughs> the commune, they just jumped him. And, and he was wealthy too. He had a lot of money, man. We got to end the show and fucking to death. You can't top that. You can't. Right? You can't, you can't, can't top, top that. Big, and he denied them. He said, "No, you will not have this African dick." And then That's what bam, he, said. <laughs> and he died. May he, he rest. fucking died. May he rest in peace. Yeah, may getting he his rest last in peace. peace. Yep. Yeah. Poor guy. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's a lot of fun, guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Terry Jones and. John Evans, Mike Wysocki, myself. This is Jim Cran. No restrictions on the Sideshow Network brought to you by Star Chevrolet, Star Nissan in Greensburg. Uh, and I, a special thank you to uh, Chris Robert and, of course, Josh Folio. Another You is the movie. Also, want to say, you know, getting a good shave can be a real pain in the ass. We want you to join our Society of Smarter Men. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Jim dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym to get high quality razors delivered to your door for just a couple bucks a month. You don't want to miss out on it. dollarshaveclub.com forward slash gym. Frank Merge, great job, buddy. Head of social Merge. media. Merge. Way to Merge, way to go. He's the huh? man. Here's our applause for him. Corey Gale on sound. Very nice. Way to go. Great job again, Cor. Wayne, the intern. Way These to go, are the buddy. heroes over here. They're the heroes. Yeah, That's the right. Ones. The heroes. Finish with a B plus. He gets a B plus for the day, Wayne, the intern. Solid. It's solid. It's a good start. It's a good start, Wayne. Very nice. Yeah, man. You could have fucked up and just been all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Could have had an F for fucked up. Get a B plus today. Wayne, the intern. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Hope I hope you enjoyed uh, the download. Thanks. <laughs>